Namaste everyone, this is Shikha here again and welcome to the second podcast of Purnayog. I am the founder of Purnayog, I'm an entrepreneur, but most importantly, I am a person who is trying to enjoy the paradoxes of life. Today in the second podcast, we're going to be talking about something that's very, very close to me and, uh, you know, I, I named the podcast Change to Enable Change. Often and very, very often, I hear people talk about, you know, self-love in a manner that makes them sound perfect, you know. And by definition, if you look at it, perfect means to be without any faults or weaknesses. And, uh, you know, that's when self-love in this manner with this definition becomes flawed for me. Self-love is the highest form of love and the most, most difficult to practice as well. A large part of self-love is also realizing that, you know, what our weaknesses are and what our flaws are and wanting to change and strengthen them with compassion and patience and rather than being, you know, critical and demeaning. So that's also the other extreme of, of, you know, the spectrum. That is how I see self-love and I also believe that it comes from a space in our hearts of unbiased awareness about self and being open to change. Now coming to change, which is what we really are talking about today, what does change mean? And how does change really come? A lot of people spend their major years of their life actually wanting for the change to happen and yet they find themselves caught up in the same situations over and over again. And this has happened to a lot of us as well at various stages in our life. And then, you know, slowly the frustration creeps in and we surrender to destiny saying that, you know, uh, maybe this is how it is meant to be for me and uh, things will never change. I believe wanting change and enabling change are two different things. And uh, while we have, you know, always wanted change, but it's very important to understand if we are enabling change so we all want change on an hourly basis daily basis and every now and then and this want for change comes from the fluctuations of the mind and our inability to be present so when today i talk about change i'm not referring to the kind of want for change arising out of what we loosely call as boredom today we talk about larger changes or shifts in the quality of life how we perceive things how we move forward toward goals uh, finding happiness, um, being resilient, etc. You know, these kind of larger things that we talk about. Now, we all want all of the above and a few of other things from life. If I have to put it together, what we really want is a more wholesome and enriching life. So, we all want a big change, but also isn't change like the most daunting thing for all of us. So the grass is always greener on the other side. This side still belongs to me and I have comfortably fallen into uh, my current life and have gotten used to it. So I don't want change. And this is where comes the resistance to change. We want the change without wanting to change anything in and around us. And that cannot be possible. And that is probably where most of us are failing to enable the change. We keep living our lives in the same manner day on day, which means our actions and reactions to situations remain the same. We think the same things, 
that manifest into a pattern reaction which puts us back into the same situation we have been earlier and yet we question ourselves as to why is it happening again. The reason is we wanted the change but we never really enabled it. Enabling change again doesn't mean that suddenly you become someone else and start living your life differently. It is a slow process which requires considerable work on cells with patience and compassion. We humans are also some total of our habits and if it is not for our habits, we would all more or less be same. As Confucius says, men's nature are alike, it is their habits that separates them. And we all have habits, good, some not so good, and some that need change immediately. One very simple way to enable change is to start changing or incorporating some daily habits that would impact our areas of improvement positively. Since I am a very, very firm believer in practicing what I preach, here I am, list, I am listing down five things, five habits or five practices that I have incorporated in my life over a period of several years that have now become instilled habits and have really, you know, I have seen huge positive difference after incorporating them. So let's begin with the more tangible, easier ones um, and then move on to the more intangible, tougher ones. Uh, so the first one, therefore, is being hydrated and moving from being dehydrated to staying hydrated. So well, water never really ranked very high on my priority during my late teens and uh, 20s, which led me to often have a catch in my back or have a cramp while I would walk or, or is most susceptible to infections in the digestive system and headaches every now and then. I obviously hated all of these, but with frequent travel, work and overall busy schedule, never really got to make water a priority. But then one fine day, as it had to happen, I fell very sick and I was down with fever for a week, completely dehydrated. And that was it for me. It was time for me to enable the change and I learned the hard way. Few things that I did and I continue to do so is that I always have a bottle of water around me. Whenever I go to eat out, the first thing I do is to order a glass of water. I replace my morning tea with a glass of warm water and uh, I don't drink aerated drinks. I don't drink any other kind of juices, etc., which will cut on my water consumption. And I think that has really, really helped me in several ways. I'm loving the change it's brought about, better skin, um, no frequent headaches, my gut is healthy, weight is managed, there are no cramps and overall there is a sense of well-being because the toxins are constantly being flushed out of the body. So I, I think that's, um, it's a very simple thing but it's a thing that we often tend to ignore. So this worked well for me. The next one is uh, being unapologetic about my seven hours of sleep. Another major one actually, you know, well with our lifestyles, juggling between work, home, going out, our sleep is often, often compromised. And it's just a compromise that we are more often than not very okay to make also. And we try to compensate by binge sleeping over the weekend. But unfortunately, that's not how our body works. Sleeping is not a waste of time, especially when it cons you consider and you're talking about your night's sleep. It is the much needed restoring and replenishing function of our body. 
I realized that my body needs seven hours of sleep during the night to work on its best capacity and for me to feel good about the day ahead. He is still don't understand why I want to sleep in early every day and why don't I chill more as I am an entrepreneur so technically no boss and no fixed time to work as well. But it has taken a considerable effort to get over the fear of missing out and choose a better beginning to the next day and a step towards self-care. Some key benefits I have experienced is an early start to the day, more time for myself at the beginning of the day to do my practice, better mood, feeling fresh on waking up. I, I don't even remember the last time I woke up to an alarm clock and I have more energy and alertness during the day and that's something I'm not ready to really give up anymore, right? The third thing is my TTD, that is my things to do list. This habit I inculcated several, several years back when I suddenly had an increased responsibility at work and found myself sitting late in office almost every single day and yet at the end of the day, not being able to finish all the tasks, the important ones, and then finishing some non-important ones, leaving me with a sense of, you know, lacking accomplishment. So even though I was slogging myself out, I was not getting, you know, the work done and most importantly the sense of accomplishment like I just said was missing. I had to sit back at this point and there went a call to my father and he simply said make a list of things you have to do in a day and maybe that can help. And so I did. And it was a beginning at least for me to know what I had to do in a day. I found it silly sometimes you know I missed on it some days and still struggled and then I suddenly started referring to my list during the day and started ticking off items as and when they got done. And that is when it became a habit. I started to see all that I had done in a day. I felt more organized, more structured, more accomplished. And this is something I continue to do even after 12 and 13 years today. The practice has become even more helpful as I turn into an entrepreneur because of the lack of clear, well-defined roles and um, and the never-ending tasks and list of things to do. And then slowly and slowly, uh, the personal things also started coming, uh, making their way into the list and helped me create a better balance between my personal and professional life. So this practice is highly, highly recommended for everyone. Okay, the next one is keeping silent when angry. Wow, okay, that's getting tougher now to talk about, but well, so this one was tough for me as anger always meant expression, you know, verbally at least. Uh, wherein the words that I would say in anger were almost the words that I never really felt or, you know, things that I never really felt. And sometimes I even threw my cell phone um, in anger, which was really not something great for myself or my pocket. I dreaded my own anger, but people around me were kind enough to understand over some time that, you know, that is just anger and I don't mean the things that I say. But I felt miserable after saying these things and um, I also overcompensated later by doing things I otherwise would not do. This created an imbalance in my life wherein I felt I was being untrue to myself and to the people I really care about. So over a period of several years, I consciously decided to keep quiet when I felt angry and to let the emotion pass through and then if it still bothered me to go and have the same conversation with the next person. So for example, this happened uh, 
many many years back wherein i went out for coffee with a friend when i was in college and i had worn a new outfit uh, and uh, we were having coffee and then suddenly my friend turned around to speak to someone and the coffee spilled because he hit it with his hand and uh, the coffee came onto my outfit my outfit got spoiled i felt furious but i don't know what happened that day and i decided to keep quiet and not burst out uh and say things that i didn't really mean after a glass or two of water i calmed down and i realized that i didn't even feel that it was important to really talk about it because it was an honest mistake and i came to realize that and the reason why i really remember this incident so clearly even today is because it was where the shift happened for me it was a turning point and the last one which i have become better at but i'm still working on the same and i think that's something which will continue uh for years to come and that is basically lowering my expectations from people around many people think that what or how much others do for you is a measure of how much you are loved but i have come to realize that that is really not so you know because unfortunately expectations don't really come with a cap I was one such person and I would expect the world out of people I love and then feel disheartened if their actions did not meet my more than often than unjustified expectations the result was the people I love with all my heart and always wish well for felt burdened and uh, not up to the mark for me I always would question I love them so much but how come they don't have the same emotional intensity towards me Over a period of time, after several moments of frustration, more on my part, really, I realized that I was being very, very foolish. The expectations were never ending, and taking away from me the joy of the love and care that was being showered on me. You know, that was something to be really grateful about, and I was spoiling the entire experience for my own self by, you know, constantly judging their actions, their expressions by. standards and i had set in my own head so now i consciously keep my expectations aside or in control and it's not always easy and it has to be a conscious effort even now it is proving to be beneficial at various levels i am more open to various ways of expression of love i am more content people around me don't feel less suffocated and more open to choose their way of expressing their love towards me It also is reassuring to know that now people who choose to be around me are there with their own will and on their own terms and those who moved on did so on their own will and are probably at a much happier place connections of the heart are more important i have realized and in a very open manner rather than you know binding people down by set standards because that's not how it works i will choose this every day every single day of my life well so that's from me if you find this podcast interesting and relevant to you and think it would help someone and you would want to share it with a friend please go ahead and that will be i'll be really grateful to you for that i will catch you very very soon again till then stay healthy stay present and stay curious namaste